good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to Haggard Step and Hershey's Hill High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, we're live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. Rick's Brewing with Dane filling out. Dane, uh, tonight, our special guest, uh, one of the great wrestling coaches from Delaware County that I still remember him as a young man where I used to referee his wrestling matches, so uh, I have all the respect for him as a coach and a wrestler, but just hope he has respect for me as a referee from back in the day. Well, we're going to be joined later on in the show by Tony Abbott from Cowan High School, former Muncie South wrestler. Uh, I got the opportunity to play with Tony and his buds in the Belmont Wrestling Golf Tournament this July and learned a lot, to say the least. Wow. But uh, we're also joined on the show tonight by our good friend of the show, Wade McClurg. He'll be on later. And uh, we got a lot to talk about, that's for sure. We had great action yesterday. A wild comeback for Belmont to win the sectional title. 45th overall, Belmont won 11 matches in a row in the placement round yesterday to storm back and, and, and beat Adam Central. You know, Adam Central was out in front, and the whole day I thought, you know, they're not going to catch me. I just, I just didn't think they were going to get there, and I just totally expected Adam Central to win it. And Adam Central wrestled well enough to win it, and I, I think they deserved to win that, but just couldn't hang on at the end. Yeah, we got a couple of things to address here, so we'll get those out of the way, and then we'll get into uh, more fun times talking about uh, the Delta sectional and getting ready for the J County regional. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and read this. The management of WZBD radio is aware of some unfortunate comments, which were a part of the WZBD J County wrestling sectional radio coverage on Saturday. Please be assured that since WZBD took the air in 1993, it has been our goal to cover Adams County events and all of our high schools in a positive manner. We continue to subscribe to those guidelines today. With that being said, we are investigating the statements which were made on Saturday and will be considering what action should be taken against the announcer who made these comments. Radio station WZBD apologizes to any sports fans, athletes, or coaches who may have been offended by these statements and would like to assure you that such comments are unacceptable as they do not reflect the love of our community and its residents and youth. Please be patient with the station management as we contemplate what disciplinary actions should be taken Regarding this unfortunate manner, we hope that you will not judge our radio station, its positive mission, and our employees because of unauthorized statements made by one individual while working as an employee of WZBD. Again, please accept our apologies regarding this matter. Rex, you and I, we've spent so much time following Adam Central Wrestling the last two years. We've been to, we've been all over. We've been denied access to places. We've, we've, we've seen new teams that we've never seen before. We've covered dual meets in places that we didn't even know if there was going to be Wi-Fi before. We've struggled with Wi-Fi and the new SAC at Adam Central. Uh, we have, and, uh, and, and we just want to, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't, we want to say that we are here to cover Adams County Wrestling, and uh, you and I do our best to, to do that, and we are certainly looking forward to all the Adams County wrestlers competing Saturday at Regional. You know, uh, a year ago, well, a year and a half ago, when you called me and said, hey, we need to do a wrestling coach's show. And I said, you know, it's just a lot of work. And you said, I'll take care of it. I'll do it. We did it. We put it together. You do all the work. I just sit here and look pretty. And um, it's – thank you, sir. And it's like uh, one of those things that I think that this show has done is opened up wrestling for the state of Indiana. This is not a just Adams County. We have guys here from Delaware County. Last week we had a great show with uh, General Heavy Hands from Fort Wayne. Great show. Uh, we've talked about – totally nothing but women's wrestling for show and i think that one of our biggest fans is uh, down as far as you can get southern indiana and coach uh, gable at modern day and uh, i think we've just kind of opened this whole program up to the state of indiana and i think that's the goal that you had 
And I think that's the goal that we've achieved. And I can assure you that if you tune in on Saturday, you will hear full coverage of all Adams County wrestlers at the J County Regional. That's our goal. There you go. Um, so we, uh, we got a cheers from Doug Hammond, so we're good now, I think. Yeah. Uh, like, like we said, it was, it was wild. It felt a little bit like, I've written the opening paragraphs of my story for the paper, it felt a little bit like an old Adam Central wrestling sectional. There were sheriff's deputies involved. There, were, there was controversy. Uh, there, was, there was parties in the parking lot. There was everything you ever wanted in a wrestling sectional, but it was all said and done. Uh, Belmont had some great performances. Again, we are impressed with the the season that Blake Hirely and Alex Curry are having. Jay County has some phenomenal lightweights, yeah. and they got some good heavyweights. The the match that Bryce Wank wrestled against Trevor Curry, obviously, uh, everybody had a vested interest in because it really played a big role in the uh, in the team race. But there was good wrestling all the way around, so, other than maybe the heavyweight final, which so. I'm not sure. Three sport athletes. Yeah. Doug wants to mention how many of those kids are three sport athletes. And you talk about Alex Curry and Blake Hirely, uh, guys who are playing baseball in the spring and just hammers on the football field in the fall. And they're coming out. And you know, other than the one loss that Blake suffered to the kid from Lafayette, those two boys are ninety and one at this point, or sixty and one, or whatever they are. So, Dane, you've addressed one of the elephants in the room, and here's the other elephant in the room that we're going to touch on briefly. Myself, as a former referee. It's like every once in a while there's a call that happens. There's, there's something that happens in the situation. If you make a call and you feel it's the right call, you stick with it. But if somebody comes out with a good argument and says that you should change it, think back and think you could change it. In my situation, you know, you let the kids wrestle out and don't be part of it to determine the outcome of it. It cost somebody a big match, and then the next match went into something that just set up for failure, and uh, it happened. A lot of people were upset by it. It happens. You can't judge it, how it's going to happen or let the official do it. My dad always told me, do not let the official take a match away from you. And if you win 10 to nothing, the official doesn't have a chance to give up a two-point takedown that costs you. Don't let the referee determine the match for you. And if it's in a close match and a call happens like that, it's out of your control, you're going you're to wake up tomorrow, I tell you. I guess my comment on the whole situation, it was unfortunate. I, I didn't agree with the call. I thought that it was the wrong call. I looked at the replay. I still feel that way. I think he just blatantly missed it. But you know what? Brandon went home last night to his family, and, and you know I'm guessing his wife asked him how to go, and he probably said that was an awful, awful day. Oh, and, I, uh, I, you know, nobody for whatever they get paid to, cut, to do one, one Saturday – should have to put up with anything beyond a certain level. And I think we got awfully close to what that level should be yesterday. Uh, you know, it's tough. Officials, just like wrestlers and coaches, need to be at the top of their game. They need to get ready. They need to watch things. They need to see things. They need to watch other officials officiate. And I, you know, as a referee, it was always my goal when I walked out of the gym in the afternoon and with wrestling was all done to not be the center of attention. If you left the gym and nobody knew you were there, you've succeeded in your goal. You don't want to be the one that people talk about the next day. And, and, and there's days you just have bad days, and you get, you get put in a situation. You have to make a call, and you've got to make a tough call. And it's not always the, the right call, but you either got to live with the call or you may have to change your mind on it. And, and I guess the one other comment that I had, and we brought this up with Wade and with Tony earlier, 
was I was disappointed that in that match, everybody in the gym knew that that was going to be a tough match. We had four officials at the event. There were three officials officiating at the time, and there was one official who was sitting in a chair, and, and there was an opportunity there where you could have had an assistant referee in the semis. They used an assistant referee in the finals. Too late. The entire time, even though there were three matches going, and I just think that occasionally you might be able to find yourself in a situation where you look at the brackets and you say, this could be a really close match. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and add on. And I think if you would have had an assistant referee yesterday who was standing off to the side, I, I, I can't imagine that that call doesn't get overturned. He, he goes to the assistant. He says, did you see what I see? And the assistant's immediately going to say no. He, he, he never hooked the ankle. He was never around. That's, that's not too. But, you know, unfortunately, circumstances like that happen. And, you know, action kept going. It's not like they went out of bounds and they could challenge it. The match went all the way to its conclusion before they was able to make a, a, a protest. And it, it is what it is. Could so, be right. Our, uh, our comment tonight as a show is that we're going we're gonna to move on from the situation and focus on next week and the positives that came out of it. I thought Logan wrestled a really good match in the finals. He kept it really close with Landon at the 132-pound finals. Uh, and, I, you know, all the credit to Colton Bullenbacher. You know, he's a guy that's flown under the radar. He wrestled great in January at those individual tournaments that South Adams went to, and he came out against a kid who's state-ranked in a do-or-die match as a sophomore wrestling a senior whose season is on the line, and he beats him, 6-0, 6-1, whatever it is. It was an impressive match for him. And if I'm the, as I think, did Bullenbacher get fourth, I think? Yeah. yeah. So the Jay County kid beat him. In, you know, that's a, that's a tough match for the, for the Delta sectional champ. Yeah. So I, I know that uh, with looking at that whole situation, it's like we're going to go through it and we're going to be fine. Uh, we want to give a shout-out to Madman Wrestling Academy and Tim Myers. Certainly, some of the work that he's done over the last couple of years, we talked to him when he was on the show, and he talked about uh, Duke wanted an excuse to go wrestle more in the Belmont room, and now Tim's got this successful academy. But we saw a ton of guys uh, who were out there giving their all. A lot of them have trained together. I think we saw it. Um, <laughs> talked to somebody who was talking about the – the controversy in the Dahl and uh, Curry match, and they couldn't figure out why the, why the Belmont kids were cheering for Alex, which seemed to be cheering against AJ, even though the, the Belmont and Adam Central kids were race, wrestling for team points. But I think you have to understand that Alex Curry has been part of Madman Wrestling Academy, and so has Trevor, for years and years and years. And those boys have really grown as friends, whether they're from Adam Central or from Belmont. And that's a unique thing that, that's come out of the last five or ten years of teams training together rather than just sort of staying in their own shell. But uh, as we get forward and look into the ISWA schedule, we get excited about the Folkstyle State Finals and Freestyle and Greco State Finals in March. Look for Madman Wrestling Academy and the camps that they have and uh, the work that Tim's going to do when the high school season is over. With that, we send it back to Studio Steve Rouse, our studio technician for the night. Play some commercials, come back with our first period and our first guest right after this. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery in Decatur, Indiana. We are celebrating 75 years in business with three generations of Heller still working. During these winter months, we have a great selection of pottery and houseplants in our greenhouses. New shipments in weekly and stay up to date with Heller Nursery on Facebook. Stop in at Heller Nursery for a breath of fresh air. Don't forget, Heller Nursery is open seven days a week, including Sundays. Check out hellernursery.com for our spring tree and shrub options. 
Brad Weber proudly supports the WZBD Wrestling Coaches Show. He also supports youth football in Adams County as a board member of the Decatur Football League and president of Belmont Cadet Football, giving our youth the chance to learn the great game of football. Some of the best football players in our area have also been fantastic wrestlers. That's why famous coaches like Joe Gibbs and John Madden always wanted wrestlers on their team. Find out more about youth football opportunities by giving Brad a call at 452-7045 or email bw at bradweberlaw.com. DDD Maintenance and Repair, owned and operated by Shane Reynolds, has your local professionals for heavy-duty truck and diesel engine repair. DDD Maintenance and Repair also offers full-service sand and glass blasting for your surface restoration projects. Whether it's getting your heavy-duty truck and diesel engine running like new or sandblasting your project to look like new, we have a blast renewing the past. Give Shane and the guys a call at 260-223-5442. That's DDD Maintenance and Repair. Welcome back to Hagger's after Hersheysdale High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek once again live for the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. Rex Burlong with Dane Filling and joined by our special guest, the head coach of the Cowan Blackhawks. I forgot to wear my Cowan shirt today. I, I, I got a picture of mine, but I apologize. I look like Big Bird in mine. It's just so bright yellow. It is a I'm lot of fat yellow. enough the way it is. I don't need to have a big bright yellow shirt on, but I got it in my closet. Hi, Tony. How you doing? I'm doing good. How was the food oh, tonight? I don't think we're on. Are we missing one? No, he's good. Yeah, he's there. Okay. Yeah, he's there. Yeah, I had the uh, uh, mushrooms and uh, onion rings. We're still we're missing. We got a plug unplugged. No, we're good. No, that's a well. That's because Rob Weaver was playing with our headsets last no, night. We're we'll, good. We'll blame we'll blame him. We're good. So tell us a little bit about the Delta sectional. It was a wild team race. Delta, you said, came out just on top of Yorktown, but a pretty competitive sectional. What were some of the highlights? Well, I think I think the uh, the actual team race was uh, decided in the heavyweight uh, championship rounds of on the fifth and sixth place match. I, don't, I still don't think it's right. We're good. You sure? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Go, Tony. We're good. All right. Okay. So yeah, um, I think uh, maybe the York, Yorktown kid lost for fifth and sixth, and it kind of sealed the deal for Delta. Um, it was it was definitely close. Uh, um, those two teams wrestled well. They came, they came prepared, and uh, they went after it. So um, one of the things, obviously, that you do as soon as the sectional is over is you get ready to look at the regional brackets, and there's no uh, surprise, obviously, with the two-sectional format now and the ones meeting the fours and, and twos meeting the threes. And with all the information that's on Indiana Matt anymore, you know exactly uh, what what what's going to happen? You know who's coming out of that other bracket, and one of the things that you know now that you didn't used to know even ten years ago is, uh, you know, you you can follow on track wrestling who's where, who got upset, who ended up finishing third instead of second. What are some of those uh, opening round matches that you're that you're thinking most about come next Saturday? Well, actually, um, to be honest with you, I haven't looked too much into it. Um, one of the things I can tell you is uh, that in the previous years we've we've came to the regional with. Um, hold on, hold on, Tony. Hey, we're going to go to commercial and we're going to fix this. What's that? I'll fix it at commercial. Oh, you're going to fix it at commercial? Yeah. Okay, so you want me to read this? No, no, just keep on going. Okay, because I, I still can't hear him. We're good. You, okay. you can hear him on half, can't you? I can't hear him over mine. Okay. Oh, what a show this is. 
Okay, we'll switch head, he headsets. It's 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 my headset, I think, that's off. So, anyways, let's get back to it here. I guess you're going to have to get that apology out and read it again. <laughs> yeah, I may have to. Okay, now I can hear you on my headset. I think it's that one. Rex is losing it. Um, talking about... So, so anyway, get back to what you were asking me before. Um, as far as draws, in years past, we've... You know, we've we've squeaked some guys in, and and uh, um, pretty much it was kind of like leading cattle to slaughter at the uh, regional before. Am I in there now? Yeah, you're still on. He's he's fiddling over here. He's got all kinds of connectors, and maybe we need to go to commercial. Break. <laughs> I'm I'm good. I yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can hear him. So so anyway, this year, um, so we got six kids in the finals. So. Um, some of the guys we're wrestling are, are, are some uh, third and fourth place finishers. So, we, you know, you got to like your chances there as, as opposed to the other. Um, then we had a third place finisher um, at the heavyweight. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of excited about it. We think, uh, we think we're going to be in some matches come, come Saturday morning. So tell us a little bit about what seems like a little bit of a resurgence from the Delta program, and even the Yorktown program, you know, looking at them a year ago, you might be surprised to say that they had worked themselves back up to being in contention for a sectional title. They had kind of hit rock bottom a year or two ago. Sure, Yorktown. I'm, Yorktown's a team that you see um, at the offseason stuff all, all, every weekend somewhere. Their, their group's going somewhere, doing something. And um, it, you know, it's 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 kind of it's kind of showed up this year of what 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 the work they put in. Um, Delta Delta was um, it, they they had a couple kids added on their team that, that weren't on there last year that that helps them the the uh, the one oh one oh six kid you know he's he's a new guy and and they had uh, the Stebbins kids you know he come in so so those guys help. Um, but York or Delta had some actual. Uh, you know, last year they had kind of some bad luck. They had some injuries, and uh, I think I think uh, Dalton Tuttle was out. Um, maybe at sectional, I don't know. He had some kind of shoulder issue, so they were kind of banged up, and they really didn't get a represent last year. You know, of what they really had. So, so all of this from Delta to me is not really much of a surprise. I knew they, you know, they had the gunpowder behind it. Just they just couldn't pull it out and shoot it last year. Yeah, looking through some of these results, uh, the 126-pound weight class. I think looks really interesting. Tell us a little bit more about Jaden Jett. He's got just one loss. I've seen Cabe Stebbins wrestle. Uh, I saw him wrestle against South Adams. I saw him wrestle against Adams Central, and then I saw him at Team State. Uh, kind of surprising to see him finish in third, but then I see that, that your guy, a sophomore at 24-1, and one, that's a pretty solid victory. Yeah, yeah, Jaden's – is this thing on still? Yeah, I can hear him. I can't hear him. <laughs> I can't hear myself. Try that. <laughs> I, I blame Doug. Yeah, it's this guy sitting right here. Now I'm good. So, so actually, actually, Jaden Jets. Um, you guys want me to translate? Yeah, <laughs> you guys are doing sign language up here because it's not good for the radio. Can you hear? Yes. Okay. Now we're good. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so Jaden Jet, he's 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 been with our program since since we started. He was he's one of the. The little guys we, you know, we got going when when we started back in what 14 or whatever it was. Is he was one of the little peewee guys. So he's been around and and been doing his thing. And and um, you know, last year he he was he was a regional guy. He lost to uh, to Loshi, I think. Um, and and we knew going into this 
into, into the sectional. That, that 126 bracket was crazy. So, um, you know. Just so, looking at those pairings then, so Jet will take on Max Walker of Norwell. Blake Luganbill finished third. He'll take on Dawson Brooks of Daleville. And then Stebbins ends up with Gavin Cook. I would look for that to be one of the premier matches in the first four or five weight classes in the first round Saturday. You know, when you're talking about 106-pounders coming in there, that uh, undefeated freshman from Bluffton just really impressed me. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know, Levi looking at where they've been and, and, the, and the tournaments they've been to, it is kind of a surprise to me that, that he's still undefeated. But every time I see him, I think it gets better. You know, he handed Juliana Campo one of her losses. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, don't sleep on our 106-pounders from, from our sectional, man. Um, you know, our kid didn't make it out, and, and he was a sectional champ last year in a semi-state qualifier, and he was pretty good. And that the seeding meeting was crazy. The wrestling was crazy on Saturday. It, those guys are all good. I mean, they, and they, could, they could switch any which way. Isn't that fun, funny how you go one year and you, you seem to have a really weak weight class or you have three or four guys at sectional, and then all of a sudden you come in and you said you had a sectional champ as a freshman last year at six. Get fifth this year. Yes. And no, and, and, and a legit fifth. Yeah. He got fifth place and, and you know, he, he, he's he lost the kids he beat and and, and you know, um, at the county. So I mean those guys I think they've switched switched roles every time they've they've met. Not just my kids, but all the kids. I mean, uh Bolenbarker, or not Bolenbarker, uh Bollinger, he he's kinda stayed um, you know, at the top with, with every time. Um, but, you know, he was – I watched the overtime match with Klein in the county. Um, so, uh, between Bollenbacher and Klein, it was uh, – I'm sorry, Bollinger and Klein. It was uh, – I mean, those guys are all tight. It's, it's going to be fun. 106 is fun there too, I'm sure. We've talked a little bit about Bollinger. His father is a, a Belmont grad, former teammate of mine on the, on the soccer team. That could be a really good regional final match between, between him and Johns for sure. Scrolling further down to those, obviously we talked a little bit earlier about 132 pounds where you got three returning state qualifiers as your top three guys at 132 and then Bullenbacher uh, from South Adams. And if you look at the Delta sectional at 132, you got Dalton Tuttle who comes in as a sophomore and is the sectional champ. Uh, you got the Brandenburg kid from Winchester who took third. Ben Edwards is a senior that's been around for a while. He's second. This is another interesting set of, of first-round matches at 132. Yeah, all those all those guys, man, they're 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 pretty talented from our our, our sectional as well. Um, I would I definitely you know say they got to bring their game to wrestle against the uh, Jake County sectional uh, representatives. Uh. But there may not be a better weight class at our regional than 138. Oh, I, we were talking over over the well our lack of our lack of gizzards tonight, <laughs> but still. Uh, Garrenser and Tuttle are your top two. Garrenser has just one loss on the year. Tuttle now has three. You said that Garrenser kind of handled him. It was 10-2. to 2, But you look at 138, and you've got two returning state qualifiers in Litchfield and Clark. You've got Hernandez from Blackburn, who has just three losses. And you've got Silas Loshi, who's a two-time ticket rounder, uh, suffered a bit of a knee injury in the semis. third third semis, semis uh, yesterday. But, you know, that's a pretty tough, that's a pretty tough draw. As a as a sectional champ to come in and immediately get a two time ticket rounder. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what, we don't have a representative from Cowan in that weight, and that's going to be a fun one to sit back and watch. And then your son Toby was the champion at 145 pounds. He beats a very good Brandon Kinnick, and uh, Reed Brandenburg gets third from Winchester. And uh, Colton Ronimus is not bad either. We've seen enough of him to know that he finishes fourth. 
Yeah, I think I think um, most all those guys except maybe maybe uh, Brandenburg have spent a little time in the rankings this year, um, and you know and and Brandenburg's just you know, and he's solid too. So uh, those guys, uh, um, I look forward to the, watching those guys wrestle, uh, you know, first round on Saturday. Yeah, that's going to be where one where Jay County really needs to uh, be ready when things come. Uh, Gavin Davis was out. For Belmont, that gave Evan McAfee a chance to uh, re-up on his conference championship, and he did it. He took care of Brody Lewis. He won 4 nothing. and Evan McAfee, you know, we talk a lot about the seniors of Alex Curry and Blake Hirely, but McAfee's got 33 wins already for Adam Central and has quietly been very, very good for them this year. And like we said, conference champ, sectional champ, uh, somebody who's really benefited from that time in the Adam Central room. At 152 pounds, uh, it was a wild day. There was a lot of screaming, a lot of yelling, a lot of arguing between Alex Curry, A.J. Dahl, and Garrett Manley. But uh, I, I tell you what, it was a fun weight class to watch. And I, I recognize the name of Barr from Yorktown and Davenport from Daleville and Tinsman from Monroe Central. That that could be a really interesting weight, too. Yeah, those guys... Those guys uh they battled hard, man. Bar 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 impressed me uh, on, on Saturday. He he, uh, you know, he wrestled tough, man. He got the job done. He was he was he was uh, he was pretty fired up in that in the, in that finals match. So your other son Levi Abbott, at 160 pounds, he loses to Jonah Jones in the final by fall. Of course, we got a lot of listeners who are really interested in Duke Myers and Caden Funk. Tell us a little bit about about Jones and, and your son and their seasons. They wrestled. Uh, they wrestled twice this year, and, and, and Jonah's got him um, both times. They wrestled. Jonah's he's been around for you know he's senior, been around. I think he's won three sectional titles. Uh, you know he's solid. He's you know one of those strong farm kids that that you know has been on the mats for a long time. So um, you know we had we knew we knew going in that we were we, you know we were going to have to wrestle wrestle well to beat him. So. Another really competitive weight class, and I don't know if I hadn't talked to you about last Monday's seating meeting, but at 182 pounds at the Jay County sectional, we had five guys who were one and one against each other. Where the five seed had beaten the one seed head-to-head was the way it, it turned out. The hard luck loser is Jacob Landis of Bluffton, but uh, Bryce Wank comes in, comes from behind, beats Trevor Curry. Isaac Freet beat Hudson Kahn from Norwell twice on Saturday after losing to him in the conference finals. Uh, I look over at 182, and I see a returning state placer in Hunter Page. Your guy, Dalton Maine, Dalton May. Maddox Rose from Winchester. That, that's a really deep weight class at yeah. 182. Yeah. That, that rivals 138, in my opinion. Yeah, that, um, they were it's pretty competitive over there. Um, I would say Hunter Page was just a little bit better than everybody there. Um, you know, of course, he's state placer. I mean, he should be. Um, I I think Dalton May lost uh, in the finals. It was a major, it was, but it was it was a. I mean, it was a battled out. You know, hard fought, uh, hard fought, uh, major decision. I guess you'd say. So if you're looking at those at those uh, matchups, then it's Maddox Rose of Winchester, a senior, 19 and five. He'll take on Trevor Curry, Isaac Freet, then also a senior. We'll be taking on Dalton May from Cowan. And, Tony, one of those boys, their season's going to be over. That's the way it is. got to bring it. got to bring it at this time. Looking further down at the Delta sectional, 
Uh, we talk a lot with Coach A.J. Bradley. Sounds like it was a pretty darn good match at 220 pounds in the finals. We had a good one between Blake Hirely and Keegan Martin. But Joel Kennedy is your champion, 36-1, and a senior. Titus Waters, 29-2, and suffers his just second his second loss of the year uh, in the finals, 3-1. to Yeah, and then Jackson Newt was third there. I mean, he, that, he's, he's pretty good too. So, um, uh, you know, that's going to be fun to watch when it crosses over as well. Yeah, and uh, Hirely and, and Martin Hirely, you know, he just looks so good right now. He beats Martin 7-0. And uh, I'm sure that was disappointing for him because after Kukulhan had won at 195, that clinched the title for Belmont, and Hirely had no chance even then to, uh, to come back and win it for the Jets. At 285, I can't say it was entertaining, Rex. No, it was, it was uh, not. It was a little bit different. Um, but Juan Cruz was your winner at, at, at 1-0, but Jason Orr, I think, looks awfully good this year, and I know AJ's put a lot of time and, and sweat and uh, – an effort into him, and, and I think the 285 class from, from Delta is one where they're probably looking to win uh, three or four. Yeah. Uh, I, heavyweight was, wasn't – I'm not going to say it was boring. There was a lot of falls, but I know what you're talking about. Those one of heavyweight matches, I'd, I'd rather watch two guys fish. <laughs> you know, there's channels on TV that you can do that. Yeah. Bass Pro Shop, you just sit and watch people fish. Well, we appreciate Tony's insight into the uh, Delta sectional. We'll be back with him in a little bit. But I want to tell you that nobody handles screen printing and apparel like Team Entrewear in Bluffton, providing high-quality and creative apparel for South Adams football, Belmont Wrestling, and many others in our area. Team Mantra takes all the work coaches and volunteers used to do, taking orders and collecting money, and does that work for you. Set up an online store and let the local experts at Team Mantra take care of the rest. From custom designs like a state championship T-shirt, to a wide array of apparel and gear, Team Mantra is your home for all your team apparel needs. Visit the brand new location for Team Mantra Wear on Main Street in Bluffton or contact them online at TeamMantraWear.com today. Dane, I will have you know that uh, I in, uh, enlisted the uh, talents of my daughter, who is a marketing and advertising person, and uh, she has the initial layout of the Hager Scepter Hershey's Elt High School Wrestling Weekly shirt. Dude, can, we get a, can we get a T-shirt gun to shoot at the judge at one of these Not in the budget. Not okay. in the budget. But with that, I'd like to send it back to the studio to Steve Rouse running the board for us. Round of commercials will be back with uh, the second period right after this. Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur is hands down the best auto body repair shop in the Midwest. That's why your friends and neighbors give Bowers Paint Studio a five-star rating on Facebook. Your family ride get dinged in an accident? Take it to Bowers for a free estimate. Need a custom paint job for your collectible car or motorcycle? Bowers Paint Studio is the place to go. Nate works with all the insurance companies and can help you get a loaner. That's Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. Stop in and ask me for details about our new Beer of the Month Club with all our great variety. 
We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Decatur Package Liquor, it's located right on 13th Street. Come on guys, it's where your friends shop. Welcome back to Hagerstepper Hersheysdale High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. For tonight, change things up a little bit, Dane. I went with the chicken wings. I've had their wings before, and our wings are just awesome. I, I just eat them naked. Nothing on, no sauce, no nothing. Just just straight-up wings, and they were they were wonderful. Well, after we didn't have any, any gizzards, I went with the chicken strips and uh, my famous cheese curds, and it hit the spot. <laughs> Tony Abbott still on, on, uh, yeah, on the table with us here? I had... Uh, I had some of my wife's nachos. Pulled pork nachos? Uh, yep, yep. And then uh, uh, end up uh, with some uh, mushrooms. And then they tried to bring me some egg rolls that I didn't order, but uh, I told them I'd eat them. But. <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell you, us wrestlers, once you're done cutting weight, I ain't dieting again. Yeah, yeah. I ain't never dieting again. No. Well, there's certainly plenty of seniors who are, uh, who are pigging out today after their <laughs> season's ending yesterday and not having to cut weight. Uh, I, I got a question for you, Coach. We're talking earlier at, at the meal about this upcoming snowstorm and not knowing whether we're going to get two inches of snow or 32. <laughs> uh, how do you handle a week? You know, obviously, Saturday's a pretty darn big week for your team. Um, you know, 1A wrestling, going from a regional qualifier to a semi-state qualifier is, is an awfully big deal. It's the same thing in 2A. How do you approach a week where you think, man, we may not have school Thursday and Friday? What does that look like for, for you as, as, uh, with practice? Well, fortunately, um, we don't have a lot of weight issues, so we don't have to worry about that part of it. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what the school says. You know, if, if we're out of school, can we practice? What, you know, we'll, we, we'll adjust. I mean, we're wrestlers. That's what we do. Well, know? don't you have a pole barn in your backyard? We do have a pole barn in the back. I have a wrestling room. My wife, uh, she allowed, allowed <laughs> us to get built couple years I brought ago, that so. up because I knew she was here. So. Yeah. But I got a question for you, Dane. Yes. So last time I was here, you were covered head-to-toe in Cleveland Brown gear. Yeah, I know. And, and now the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I see that. I, I just <laughs> Who day, I guess. <laughs> we'll, give a, we'll give a shout-out to Eric Myers, one of the biggest Bengal fans that I know, and another one of our great sponsors, Joel Massoth, who's a big Bengals fan. And uh, I tell you what, I had heard enough of Brady and heard enough of Mahomes. Yeah, me too. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. You, you talk about, about Joe Burrow now. Talk about snow coming, uh, Dane. Your mother and I are in the same class of school, and we're old enough to remember. The Here blizzard, we go, Tony. Now the you blizzard get these guys talking about seventy-eight. Yeah. I, I the blizzard of seventy-eight. The yeah. blizzard of seventy-eight. The snow off of the library landed right on the main intersection between A, B, and C Hall, uh-huh. and the roof collapsed. And, and what we, was the timing? We, was it a January or a February storm? It was right before the conference tournament. It was about two weeks. Three weeks ago. Yeah, it was, mean, right, it was they, right before the conference tournament. That's what could, they were saying. And we couldn't get into the gym to work out. You know, I was usually a little bit overweight, cutting hard, and we couldn't get in the gym. We wouldn't let us in the gym because they didn't know if the whole rest of the roof of the building was going to cave in. So we were trapped at home, and, man, I was eating, and I just I just could not stay down. And I'd come back, and I had to cut really hard. But that was the worst snow that we'd ever seen, right? I mean, drifts 20 foot tall, cars buried, and it, you guys weren't alive at the time. But I tell you what. Never anything like it in this area again, and we'll probably never see it in my lifetime. Well, we were talking about it then at at at, uh, at the table too, talking about the the regional. I don't know, remember how long ago that was. Ten years yeah, ago. Yeah, I know what you're talking when about. When a yeah. couple of school corporations wouldn't allow their wrestlers to get on the bus, and whoever could show up would show up. 
and the IHSAA ended up letting Winchester and, and maybe one other school. I think it was just Winchester because the other school only had one representative, and I think he drove a tractor to the. <laughs> That's what you get in the Jay County Regional. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I remember the Winchester kids were allowed to wrestle then at semi-state in an extra round. Uh, yeah, they had a pigtail round. One of the one of the few times where I feel like the IHSAA has taken that extra step and, and, and allowed for something to happen. But that's a tough when – when the school administrator says you can't participate in the state tournament, there's not a whole lot a coach or a wrestler can do yeah. besides, you know – Getting, the, getting on the snowmobile and driving yourself there. Right. But, you know, you, you know, as a coach, like last year we had some teams that uh, got COVIDed out and didn't get us in, guys, and that's just heartbreaking. If you're a baseball player last year, you don't have a season. You don't have your senior season. I mean, just there's just things like that. The girls softball that just didn't have it uh, track. I mean, just things like that. Those athletes that were seniors just got robbed of their of their senior year. And I, I know as, as a coach how heartbroken you are. Not for you because the coach, but for your kids. Sure, yeah. Yeah, hopefully hopefully that doesn't happen. I mean, you know, I do have those thorough, thoroughbred racehorses, so uh, on the way up here I've seen a lot of uh, horses on the road. If, you know, something like that happens, maybe we have to saddle some up and put these boys on them. And well, you know, the, those those uh, horse guys, they, they got some ivermectin somewhere, <laughs> in the, somewhere in the stall. Yeah. Well, you know, we were talking about it earlier, Tony. I don't know if you know what February 14th is. Oh, yeah. High School Wrestling Weekly, yeah. right here on WZBD. Yeah, yep. but the the ladies over there, they, yeah, they, they it's know Valentine's it's day. day. Yeah, uh, where are you getting your roses from, Rex? Uh, not Walmart. <laughs> you just stole my punchline. Yeah, I know. You need to go to Bluffton and Fields of Grace Floral Boutique. That's where I go get my roses every February fourteenth or semi-state week, depending on if you're talking to Wade or not. Uh, if you use the discount code WZBD10, you get 10% off your online order. They're open Monday through Saturday all the way up until Valentine's Day. they got plenty of other gifts in case you forget uh, my birthday or Rex's birthday or Tony's birthday. I heard you Tony's talking about it. Tony's birthday was last week. And if you wanted to give Tony a nice bar of soap that maybe you want Tony to smell like Bush Light or what are those other odd soaps that they got now out? Have you, have you heard of any of those? No. They got a Mick Ultra soap too. Doug says Sasquatch. They got that Sasquatch he knows, soap. He knows everything. <laughs> uh, visit Fields of Grace Floral Boutique, two twenty four West Market Street in Bluffton. They're getting ready to move across the street to another location, but it's the same same spot in downtown Bluffton. And whether you want a single rose bouquet or you need a whole dozen, shop online at fieldsofgracefloralboutique.com or shop in the store in Bluffton. And you know, I always try and stay up on my Facebook friends' birthdays. I I got one for Tony, but I missed my other favorite Tony yesterday. Tony Roman, first ever Mishawaka tournament champion, had his birthday. David Locke wished him a, ha- a happy birthday. Tony Roman, my next-door neighbor, uh, good wrestler, probably wrestling family from uh, Belmont High School. So with that, send it back to studio. Steve Rouse running aboard for a round of commercials. Back with our third period and Coach Wade McClure right after this. Winter might be here, but that doesn't mean that we can't think about golf. Give Cross Creek Golf Club a call at 724-4316 or visit their website, crosscreekdecatur.com, for all of your off-season golf needs. Memberships and gift cards make great presents for the golfers in your life. Book an outing for this year, but hurry as they fill up fast. March is just right around the corner. Cross Creek, a proud supporter of Belmont Athletics and Belmont Wrestling. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. 
Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best. Paul Baker Drywall. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Welcome back to Haggard's after Hershey's L High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, Rex Burlong with Dane Filling, and joined by the coach of the Indiana Tech Warriors, Coach Wade McClure. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks for bringing your wife down to enjoy some food again. You mean, yeah. You've been here before. You know about the food. Yeah, it's good. It's a good place. I finally talked my wife into coming to check it out. I think she'll come back. <laughs> Well, Coach, obviously there was a lot of wrestling this weekend, but uh, I was pretty intrigued with the wrestling that happened on Friday night on the Big Ten Network. Yeah. Iowa-Penn State, it was uh, a joy to watch. I don't know if anybody listening tuned in after the match and watched the, the special that they had on the Brands Boys, but uh, you know the, the first five bouts in those first five weight classes, there wasn't a takedown in the first period throughout them. I mean, it, it, was, it was sparring and pummeling and, and, and scrambling. And, and great wrestling. Yeah, it was high-level wrestling, obviously. Uh, two best teams in the country, I think, hands down. I think they're uh, on a different level than the next tier. Um, but, yeah, it was good wrestling. They weren't boring matches. I mean, sometimes you watch those matches and they're three to two, but they don't take a lot of risk. But I thought a lot of those – but all, all those matches, there was a lot of, a lot of points being scored or there, were, or there was at least they were trying to score a lot of points. So yeah. it's fun to watch. Uh, it's Nick, fun to watch. Nick Lee and Ironman was the one that, that uh, I, I enjoyed the most. And the, the takedown that Ironman scored to tie things up. And then just, Nick Lee is so dang calm no matter what situations he, he's in. He ends up going to overtime, and you'd think, man, he, he's probably thinking, God, I blew this. No, it, eight seconds in, he's got a yeah, takedown, and, and that's why he's you know one of the top That's why he's Nick Lee. Yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's a cool customer. Um, just loves to compete, you know, I think. Penn State's got a um, a real good thing going, and Nick Lee's a big part of it. So it's cool to it's cool to see so many uh, high level Indiana guys um, wrestling with the college level and in the Big Ten. Um, it's it's real neat. Yeah, Drew Hildebrand obviously obviously played a part too in yep. that in that duel, and uh, it, it was it was fun to watch as I as I got ready. I had to I had to pause Vision Quest on Friday night. So that I could catch. Is that a tradition? You watch it, Vision it, Quest, it, it, right? It is. The night before sectional, I watch Vision Quest, and uh, it was it was a duel worth watching. I wish yeah. I could have watched IU and Purdue yeah. yesterday. Did you catch any no, of that? I, I haven't got to check it. I've, I've got a DVR at home. I haven't got to watch it yet, but I'm excited to watch that one too. Purdue now is on a 12 match win streak against yeah, the against that. the Hoosiers. So, that. but I think you know. IU was in a bad place when Angel took it over. I think he's it's going to take some time. He's got it going. That was a 17-16. It was a close duel. Um, so it's it's so competitive. It's the right way. So competitive in the Big Ten, though. Yeah. I mean, you've yeah. got guys from you know basically seventy five percent of the country fighting over ten or twelve schools, and you know other than the Iowas and the Penn States, just about anybody else in the Big Ten can beat anybody else on on any given day. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a brutal conference. It's I think Tom Ryan, the Ohio State coach, tweeted something about like it's like uh, 
the three toughest, you know, places in the, in the in the world to wrestle. He like put like Russia, Iran, and in the Big Ten. I think it was like that was his tweet, and it was like, it's like that's pretty true, you know. I mean, because yeah. a lot of our top level wrestlers in America, the senior level, come come from the Big Ten. So, what I think what's great is you tune into the Big Ten Network, and it, the production quality is so high. Yeah. From the from the from the graphics to the add-ins, to the, the segues, to the commentating, and the, and the video replay and all those types of things. It's so entertaining to watch now. And I feel like it used to be when it first came on TV, it was just kind of like watching a live stream with some guy that was, had a mic in front of him. Yeah, they'd have like student, students like doing, the, doing the play-by-play. Yeah, there's definitely a – it's cool to see Big Ten Network put a – they've obviously put a, a bigger investment into the production of the of – the, of the sport and they doing these documentaries like you mentioned the brands brothers and really cool to see you know just a, a whole friday night devoted on national television to wrestling so dane you know. uh, turn turnabout's fair play our uh, one of our guests was on last week uh uh mr bolden who has that wrestling matters podcast i dialed him up found him on instagram started watching his podcast and he was running down a list of people that made the world team members and i think as a junior world member that Donnell Washington from the rest for IU made the team as well. And it just just a little p- tidbits of information. You yeah, get to and, know. and he's a guy who I don't think people necessarily thought was going to go to a Big Ten school, and then he ended up at IU, and then he went from being a guy, oh, he signed at IU, that's nice, to all of a sudden, man, he, he is winning a lot of matches. He was a Warren Central guy, wasn't he? No, Portage. Uh, Portage. Portage, okay. Yeah. 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 He, he started high school in Illinois and then – transferred over to Portage, I think, junior, senior year, sophomore, junior, senior year, maybe, last couple of years. Yeah, he's real um, – I got to be around him, junior, senior year out in Fargo, uh, last couple of years, and just real athletic, super talented. I mean, he has a – he had a, you could tell in high school he had a high ceiling. He probably hadn't reached his, you know, potential yet. And so um, he was – he's filled out, um, um, does, doing a good job, doing a good job for IU. I, IU and – that's why I'm really anxious to watch that duel because it's a lot of Indiana guys are in those lineups. So, for each of those schools. So, uh, looking across the state, we were talking over our, our meal. Crown Point, fourteen weights, fourteen champions. They didn't lose a match on Saturday. How impressive is that? You were a high yeah. school coach. Yeah, that's a that's extremely hard to do. Um, I was talking to me and Tony were talking about it. I don't, I don't know. I'd have, I'd have to look up. It'd be interesting to get in the like in the history books and see if that's ever been done before, um, especially in the current format. Yeah. With the so many teams, or eight the, to twelve team, yeah, sectionals, yeah. The, I, that's why I could see it being done. You know, maybe moderated it back in the four team sectional, or you know, back when it was a smaller sectional. But yeah, I mean, that's that's extremely rare to do. Um, so I think it's a combination of obviously a high power team, and they're ranked top ten in the country right now, I believe. And well, remember, modern day wasn't a powerhouse back when it was four team sectionals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Modern Day only lost three matches yesterday, yeah. by the way. Yeah, it's impressive. And they're talk, you're talking about a sectional that has, honestly, a pretty good team in Evansville North this year. Yeah. They get fourth. Mount Vernon, North Posey. You know, that's, those are all – we're looking here at the scores right now. Those are all programs who've, who've got a pretty good history. Yeah. Evansville yeah. Wrights, um, you know, Princeton, we remember them from all those years that they went to the Al Smith. 14 weights, you go, you go, uh, like you're 39 and three over the course of the day. We're talking about Belmont winning 11 matches in a row. Modern Day loses three matches all day and scores 308 points. That's 
That's wild. How did the uh, Ron Colley Royals do? Um, they won the sectional. They beat, uh, I didn't get to see the final team tally, but I think they beat Perry Meridian by about 30 points. I think it was with the final. It was close. Uh, it's pretty much a two-team sectional. I mean, there's, you know, it, it's, it, so it makes the team race kind of interesting. Um, but I think they pulled away at the end. Yeah, we're looking at it here, 25 points. Yeah, they pulled away uh, towards the end. But it was tight. It was a one-point difference going into the final round. So Southport is a program that I feel like is, yeah. is building some momentum. Yeah, they've been solid uh, last couple of years. Um, and, and Beach Grove has had one of the best years they've had in, all, in over a decade. So, um, yeah, they, it was, it's, a, it's a pretty good sectional. I mean, but I think I, Perry Meridian was on like a – don't quote me, but I think it was a 20-plus year sectional win streak dating back to the Tante area. They've, they'd won a lot of sectionals in a row, and then, and then that ended yesterday. Because Ron Colley has not always been in that sectional, so they got changed in that sectional a few years back. So we it's good, good, good to see the Ron Colley kids um, that I have a good, you know, obviously close to um, pull through. was looking at the uh, totals earlier. Uh, Modern Day hasn't lost a sectional since 1976. Um, which is kind of wild if you really try to, you know, that's Carmel swimming-esque, yeah. that, that streak. But Modern Day won their 52nd uh, sectional title yesterday. Belmont is second all-time with 45. And then beyond that, it's Bloomington South and, and, and Newcastle. Cathedral also won their sectional yesterday. We'd have to look up what, uh, what Bloomington South did. But it's, uh, you know, it takes so much. And I talked to Brent Farrote a little bit yesterday talking about just how much work goes in. People think that that just carries on, that, that somehow they, they hand over some code when they graduate to the next <laughs> class of kids that automatically makes them sectional champions. But uh, anybody who was there yesterday knows that Belmont had to earn it yesterday because it sure felt like for an hour or two there in the middle of the afternoon, there weren't a whole lot of people walking around with Belmont shirts on who were going around saying, we got this, you know, we can, we can do this. Uh, it, 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 it was earned, yeah. and it took 11 straight wins in the placement matches with, I think, eight of them being falls or, or, or injury defaults to, to, to catch Adam Central. Yeah, we had, a, we had a dual meet yesterday afternoon, so I got on my phone and checked, uh, checked that sectional in particular, the team score before the duel started, and Belmont was, I want to say they were maybe, they might have been like 50 points out of first, and I was like this. I mean that was I thought I was like that might be in too too much to come back from but and I checked it after the duel and they won I was like wow they must have had just a, yeah, a killer it, final round it happened in the last like five minutes of the tournament yeah, yeah. that's what it seemed like for sure uh, that's, elsewhere that's impressive in, elsewhere in our area Garrett with a very impressive fifty point victory over Columbia City and Carroll you know I think if you look at that at the beginning of the year you see Columbia City signed up to go to Team State in three A. Carroll's been a team that over the last 10 years that's been one of the top in Northeast Indiana. And, uh, you know, Garrett, I know Coach was a little bit disappointed with how Team State went for them and sort of the dual meet season. But, man, to win sectional by 50 points, I would think that he's got to be pretty happy with that, Nick well, Krause. Well, Coach, you know it's like to have a dual meet team that's really tough. But there's a difference between a dual meet team and a, and a tournament team. I mean, if you have five hammers, you can win a tournament real easy and uh, just walk through it and have – it's just a it's just a different type of tournament. Yeah, I think you know talking about like the Belmont sectional that it was a little bit of like a war of attrition. I mean, a few three or four teams were beating each other up, and Belmont was able to put a put a good round together at the end and find a way to win. And then there's some sectionals where there's maybe just a 
two teams that are clearly the best two teams, and it's almost like it's almost like a dual meet between those two teams, and you don't get a lot of help from other teams, which can make the could make this the team score closer than it maybe should be yeah it was really funny um, how it's interesting how close belmont and norwell were last week at conference and it seems like you got basically the same two teams although belmont was without isaiah smedley but it seemed like well norwell was going to be a challenger yesterday but because of how everything worked out they were they were kind of irrelevant most of the day it was adam central and, and jay county who was there so yeah. one of the other sectionals we were looking at here before we go to our break is Homestead wins their sectional by 39 points over New Haven. We want to give a shout-out to Coach Oberlin and uh, tell you a little bit about the Fort Wrestling facility. That's located at 1519 Goshen Road in Fort Wayne. Saw a couple people walking around Jay County High School yesterday with, with the Hammers uh, hoodie or T-shirt on. Uh, they're building young wrestlers all across the Fort Wayne area. Join them for a live practice session or for one of their upcoming camps. I know we talked to Coach Oberlin a couple weeks ago. He talked about the fact that uh, when high school season gets over and he can put a little bit more time into scheduling those, he's going to bring in some, some, some hammers himself, some clinicians, people like, um, who was it? Was it Reese Humphrey that he had in last year in the yes. fall? Those types of guys. Uh, he's got a website at thefortwrestling.com. It's open to wrestlers seven years old through high school. Don't miss the chance to train with wrestlers from all over the area, focusing on technique, conditioning, and learning how to love the sport of wrestling. That's the Fort Wrestling Facility, building wrestlers in the fort. With that, we're going to send it back to Steve Steve Ralph for a run of commercials. Come back for the overtime period right after this. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. Stop in and ask me for details about our new Beer of the Month Club with all our great variety. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Decatur Package Liquor, it's located right on 13th Street. Come on guys, it's where your friends shop. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery in Decatur, Indiana. We are celebrating 75 years in business with three generations of Heller still working. During these winter months, we have a great selection of pottery and houseplants in our greenhouses. New shipments in weekly, and stay up to date with Heller Nursery on Facebook. Stop in at Heller Nursery for a breath of fresh air. Don't forget, Heller Nursery is open seven days a week, including Sundays. Check out hellernursery.com for our spring tree and shrub options. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Welcome back to Hager Center Hershey's Elf High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle. Here at Cross Creek, once again, we're live in the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. Rex Burlong with Dane Felling, and we're in the overtime period where Dane looks at his schedule for the uh, WZBD um, 
airwaves and tells us what's happening this week on 92.7 FM. Well, it's all up in the air with this snowstorm that they're predicting. We're going to see what it does. But I can tell you that tomorrow night we've got the Matt Painter Show. That starts at 6.05. Coach Painter's going to have a lot to say about Jaden Ivey and the wild shot that he hit at the buzzer today to beat Ohio State. Uh, Purdue looked to be in control of that game and, and somehow blew it, but then Ivy delivered them like they did last year against Ohio State. But then after that, we've got Indiana Pacers basketball, as that will tip off right after the Matt Painter show's over. On Wednesday then, uh, snow pending, we're going to have South Adams and Adams Central girls basketball sectional action. If I remember right, off the top of my head, South Adams plays first at 6 o'clock. Adams Central plays in the game following that. That is live from Bluffton. Then on Thursday, I know Rex is already excited. He's probably already taken the day off of work. But Thursday night, 7 p.m., radio auction. There's nothing better as far as entertainment on the radio. They've got snow shovels. They've got. Have you heard the new? You heard the new uh, uh, ad that our our good buddy Steve made for this week's radio auction. The one that his uncle's on with him. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I, there's not. There's nothing better. Wade, I tell you what. I know you got tune-in radio to listen to us for the wrestling, but Thursday night, sit down, open up a Mountain Dew or whatever it is that, that, you're, that your wife is drinking, and just listen from 7 to 8.30 to Radio Auction on WZBD. All right, I'll there, check it out. There are some deals on there. Then on Friday, we will have girls basketball sectional. Right now the plan is if Adam Central and South Adams win – we're going to cover Adam Central and South Adams. If only one of them wins, we're going to switch over to Mississippi, and we're going to get another edition of the heated Belmont versus Norwell girls basketball rivalry. We had one of those games earlier in the year. We got another one this year. Unfortunately, Belmont missing their two top guards now. Rex, we had a weight training class injury Thursday in seventh period. Belmont down now a second guard. There were, there were cracked bones and exposed bones and all kinds of, of nasty things. Not, not good. Okay, the judge says we can't talk about basketball any longer. We're going to move on. Friday, like I said, Belmont and Norwell or AC and South Adams in girls basketball. Then on Friday night, we also will have the Bulls and Pacers. Saturday morning, Rex, I'm going to go out to the sports director of WZBD has made a decision. The sports director says that high school basketball coaches show is going to start at 7.30 Saturday morning, which means that our coverage will start at the opening whistle of the Jay County Wrestling Regional at 8.30 sharp, and we will have coverage of all the Adams County teams throughout the entire day, and God willing, we will also have a sectional championship game either from Bluffton or from Mississippi when it comes to girls' basketball. We are unfortunately going to be unable to carry that Michigan and Purdue game uh, unless it's on tape delay. And then next Sunday we've got the Pacers and the uh, Cavaliers in the afternoon. And we'll be right back here for High School Wrestling Weekly on Sunday, February 6th. Mr. Filling, you know how to fill up a radio program because we are right at 8 o'clock. We've done a wonderful job of uh, getting our guests on here, getting all the important information out of them. And uh, with that, I'd like to thank all of our sponsors allow us to bring you to this radio show. I'd like to thank Steve Rouse for running the board for us. Thank our guests. Thank the guests that come out to uh, witness the show live. And thank the Double Eagle for their hospitality for this uh, good food we have here tonight. With that, we're signing off. And so stick around for the podcast version right after this. Talk to you next week. All right, Steve, we're in the podcast section. So one of the things that I've been talking about all week with people 
is the fact that Belmont has not technically won a wrestling semi-state since 2008. Now, it's a little bit deceiving because from 2009 until the end of the team tournament in 2012, there was no semi-state contested, right? We, we used to go straight from sectional to that, that four-team team regional, and then we went straight to team state. But even then, since 2013, when we've gone back to scoring the semi-state from an individual standpoint, Belmont has not won. There's been a whole host of teams who have won a semi-state since then. Uh, Belmont is still second all-time in the amount of semi-states won. But if you want to go even further back from that and try to, to talk it up a little bit more, which I guess is my job, Rex, uh, Belmont has not won a semi-state at the Coliseum since 1994, which was the last year of the tournament before Individual, yeah. they switched to team state. So, you know, we think back to those years. Would Belmont have one team state or a team semi-state in 99? Absolutely. Yeah. But they didn't keep track of it then. Instead, it was that dual meet that we used to wrestle on a Wednesday night uh, before the individual semi-state. There were some barn burners, and then there were some awful matches. Remember the match we lost against Wawasee that year in 97? Mm -hmm. Or the match that we won 81 nothing against Peru? In 2003. Because they put their JV team in there, and then the yeah. ITSAA changed the rules and said, "You, if you do that, you have to put those kids in, and they follow through. It's not like you can put a partial team in going through. But I also remember the big match the year that uh, Belmont took out Yorktown in the, in the hangar at Monroe, and there was no more intense wrestling match that I've ever been at than that one. Uh, my neighbor um, um, was down the street from me was living in Baltimore at the time, and he said he was in Baltimore listening on radio, screaming and yelling at the top of his lungs, and it was uh, it was a great. The, that's the that's the one where Brooks Fruot wrestled with a broken hand and, yeah. and beat, they, beat Van Horn, beat Van Horn, who wrestled for another team until mm -hmm. sectional. Oh and, yeah, uh, Anthony Anthony Steebing. Do you remember that? He was in that same in that same one, and uh, I believe. Officer Bussy was involved in. in uh, Officer Bussy was wrestling Kastner, and he pushed him to the edge of the mat, and he was pushing him, and Kastner tried to push back, and Bussy hit him over and under, and my call was, Bussy gets the fall. I screamed it about ten times, and it was so loud in the gym you couldn't hear anything, and it was it was just incredible. It was an incredible dual meet that Belmont uh, took out, and that was the the reason that people were so passionate about the IHSAA not following through and taking that team turn on, because they said, well, we're not making money. If the commissioners would have been at that match and said, oh, I'm going to worry about the money, it wasn't about the money. It's the kids in a competition. Like you said, some of the matches were dogs, but then there was matches were just yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, I certainly miss those Wednesdays as being part of it. I know that the season sometimes gets pretty exhausting, and it's like, okay, we're finally to that Saturday portion of the tournament where we don't have to worry about weeknights, but there is something that I, I miss a little bit. I, I have great memories of the, you know, 20 years ago, we were talking about a match on Wednesday. Um, it would have been exactly 20 years ago, talking about Belmont and Snyder, talking about General Heavy Hands last week, uh, a, a rematch of Jason Woodson and Randy Baker that happened at Huntington North, I remember. And everybody was there, and I talk about this all the time. Uh, there was a full-page picture of Randy Baker lifting Jason Woodson up into the air in the Journal Gazette from that match, and everybody got so hyped for that. And I, I do still, as much as I love Team State now for 10 years, I do still miss those, those Wednesday night matches. 
not just because I miss going down to the Muncie Fieldhouse like we did there for a couple years. But So let's I, put a twist on that. I'm a referee, and I get assigned the Jimtown Team Regional on Wednesday night. From Decatur to Jimtown in Elkhart, <laughs> 75 miles, 80 miles, probably easy. I drive in, dry as a bone, do the match, walk out, 10.30 at night, and there's an three-quarters of an inch of ice on everything. <laughs> it took me 45 minutes to get into my car so I get out and took me, you know, an hour to drive just to get to dry road. And, I mean, I, I get home like 1 o'clock in the morning. It was just ridiculous. But that's a Wednesday night. And guess what? If you work for a living, you get up the next day and go to work. I don't know if I haven't slept that night. So, Yeah, I remember another great match that Belmont had in one of those team semi-states between uh, Belmont and Columbia City. Blaine Culp's probably listening. I remember a match between... You better be listening. I, I can't remember if it was Joel Coons who wrestled Kyle Meineke that year. We'll have to ask Nick. Was that Team Semi-State? Do you remember that? I think that was 02? Oh, somewhere around there. It was a year after you graduated. That was a wild Team Semi-State, and it was at Belmont, and it was everything that we wanted. And then, of course, the next year then, they changed the alignment, and then Columbia City and Belmont could both go to Team State. And then Columbia City went down there, and they beat us back-to-back years, remember? 04, 05, when Columbia City was at the, their very, very yeah. peak. And they, almost made, they almost made it to the finals that year in 05. And ejecting point, a penalty point kept them out of the, yeah. kept them out of the finals. I tell you what, the, those things that happened at Center Grove were just so ingrained in your mind. And that, that extra extension of the season by another week was, was priceless to me. I still... Every Sunday of the state finals, you still have that, yeah. that that feeling in your heart like, God, it's over now. And now i got to wait all the way until next year in November. But you'd get out of the individual state finals, and you know you'd have another week. Yeah, and you'd uh, see some of those guys wrestle again the next weekend, you know, in, in yeah. the dual meets. Or you'd, or see, you wrestle at, or you'd see a state champion, and you'd think, hey, those two wrestle each other next week. Yeah, exactly. He could bump up, potentially try to take him out or if you're like modern day blake mauer he could bump up three weight classes yeah. that time they tried to yeah. do that yeah. and you did see some matches where that guy at the individual tournament had checked out and the yeah. time he wrestled do me the fire was gone and it was it wasn't there and, and Derek nelson yeah remember when Derek nelson beat josh harper mm-hmm. at team state and, and harper was maybe had one loss i think yeah in three in what three years you know we, yeah. we wrestled penn that night and uh, sarah hildebrand uh, put a whooping on our 26-pounder. Not going to bring up his name, embarrassing. But uh, Sir Hildebrand wrestled uh, our guy and uh, put a put a whooping on him. Yeah, certainly uh, uh, an element of the season that I miss. But uh, I do appreciate the team state tournament. I'm a little bit surprised that we haven't heard anything about team state qualification for next year. You got any emails yet? Nothing. Nothing. So I'm not sure exactly what's going on there, but I do know that. The, IS, uh, the Indiana Department of Education came out with new enrollment figures that they're going to use for classification for the other sports. So I would assume that those are going to be used and applied for qualifications for next year. Uh, one thing that of note, I had it in the paper a week or two ago, uh, Belmont drops from 692 for an enrollment the last time that they classified down to 641. So Belmont down 51 students. Um, they're right in the middle of two ways, so it's not like they're going to change. But uh, there, there could be some teams that, that jump. I know Columbia City last year was the smallest school in 3A. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, they're going to be a lot more competitive at 2A than they are at 3A. Blaine will tell you that. But there's some other schools, too, that have, have qualified for state both at 1A and the 2A level that, that those could change before we get into a position where we have to vote teams in. Dane, our, our senior year at Belmont, we were about 1,274, I think. I was going to say that, I mean, Belmont used to have 1,000 kids in Yeah. When industry leaves and yeah. your dad moves away to get a better job, you don't the, say. the students go away. Yeah. <laughs> That's the law of so industry. So are we, are we bringing on Doug Hammond now? Is it time to, to – I don't know if – Doug... Podcast is on. Well, we've got to set some laws. We've got to set some laws. Hey, Doug. We have to set some rules. Remember this morning you said that this afternoon you said you were in church talking to your nephew. Just remember, just like you're in church talking to your nephew. That's what it. you're talking to the whole the whole wrestling world. Doug, first question for you: If it's probably it's probably a bad idea. Well, we've we've had bad ideas before. First question for you, Doug: If you had a chance to wear an Indiana High School Wrestling Weekly T-shirt. To a wrestling tournament, would you wear it or would you not? How hot's the gym? Um, it was it was really warm. Did Jake? Did you think it was? Is it a t-shirt or sweatshirt? Oh, we could probably get a hoodie made for you if you wanted one. Do you I know think, Matt Monroe? You're you're a Zion guy. I am a Zion guy. Do I know Matt Monroe? I probably, should I? You, you probably should. He, he ushers for. Uh, he's a math teacher at Belmont. He, he ushers for for Zion. He already texted me and said he put his order in for a high school wrestling weekly T-shirt. I'll take a T-shirt. Okay, well, if we get a T-shirt, it was made, it was really warm. I had to take a sweatshirt off. I had a uh, Catalina wine mixer shirt okay. on. Okay, that's that's. A, I was a little. You were probably the only guy there wearing that. Well, how many people? Unless owned? John Heller was there, I don't know. I didn't see did John you, Heller. Let's, did not, you, not, let's not get into that. <laughs> we're not going to get John into John Heller. Heller. How, can we, how can we have a podcast without talking about John Heller? Well. Been to Thanksgiving with John Heller. I I've been Christmas shopping with John Heller. I went I went Christmas. Sh- uh, yeah, we can't went, talk about I, that on I the went, air. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yes. Um, what were your observations from Saturday? Or do you want to talk about about old school wrestling? Are you frustrated with Saturday? Which yeah, probably. A little you, bit. Probably. Well, let's I talk mean, about the Jets. Uh, how close were we? we they we were. were so close. You know, we were talking earlier. Belmont won eleven. We, Belmont won eleven matches in uh, a row. We needed to step on a throat at AC. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if we win, is it eighty-two? Is that where we got beat by? The, yeah. The Jay County guys. Jay County. That Meyer guys. That Eric. He, he's he's a little sketchy. I don't even know if he's I like him. He's, <laughs> he's probably not even listening right now. He's Who still, is this guy? I was over there talking to him. Do you know Wade? Hey, Wade, what's hey, up? Nice to meet you, man. I, I really don't know if I like Eric Myers. I know. But he's I've a, heard of him. He's a Bengals I've fan. heard of him. <laughs> Who day? Yeah, I know. Now they're going to the Super yeah. Bowl. You know, we just we, we seen the 82. Just yeah. win. It was, and it, then my nephew, uh, he decided to quit wrestling. <laughs> what, what, 20 seconds left in the, uh, in the finals? I tell you what, that that Kukulhan, he can hit a mean switch though. I heard that's you fine. Met the, His dad's right over met, there. He's got the, the hoodie judge. going on. Where's your Star Wars belt? It's at home. Oh, what was, the, what was the point differential? What was the final team score? Uh, six, six points. Six. Yeah. Six points. So, yeah. I mean, it was it was one match, a match or two. But yeah. we, when it, when they got on the mat at 195 pounds, it was really kind of do or die for either team, whoever was going to win it. And Kukulhan it was Belmont, Belmont versus AC. It was. Oh, yeah. well, it was Belmont versus AC at, at Belmont versus my nephew. It was Belmont right. AC at 160. It was Belmont versus AC again at 
Well, that, uh, that, that wing kid, though, a lot of people at AC don't understand. He's a solid wrestler. At he 82. Sure, he is. Solid wrestler. Myers brings some decent kids. It ain't his doing. It's got to be. There's got to be a system. There's got to be somebody else. It's got to be. There's got to be a system. Bruce coach. Woods. It's, it's it's got, yeah, it's yeah, got yeah. to be the Woods. We'll give him we'll the give credit, credit, yeah. credit to, to and Bruce. Myers don't hear any of this. My, yeah. my comment. Uh, oh, Rex is going to take your microphone away. You're at church. That's two. That's two. Sorry. Three strikes you're out. Uh, you're, uh, we were talking earlier about. It felt like an old school Adam Central wrestling sectional. There were there were people getting Good fired times. up. Do you, do you oh, remember yeah. those Adam Central wrestling sectionals back when there were no wrestlebacks? Yeah, you, lose your, I, you lose your you lose your I bounced out early from a few of those. Did yeah, you yeah, tell yeah. us what weight were you? That's well, 160, 71, 71, 71. And what years were those? You don't remember? Well, I graduated 2000. So okay, let's do so, the math. so 90, 97, up, 98, 99, yeah. 2000. Paul uh, Rubel made me look like a little kid yeah. in about uh, 97, 98. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul Rubel was there on Saturday. He was, I saw him, and I think probably – yeah. They're trying they're still trying to cut the lights cuz Paul's a Yeah, I know. Of, well, I saw him bit at, of a jabber. I saw him at the basketball game and he was getting coons fired up over Still the, talking? Yeah, he's still Ruble, Ruble he, is talking. I guarantee you he's still talking to someone right now. Paul Ruble's talking to someone right now. <laughs> I guarantee you he is he's having a conversation somewhere where they want to cut the lights. We need to go home. Paulie, we figured it out, but it's Paul. So so, 97, 98, 99, I was say 2000? 98, uh, Paul made me look like I uh, yeah. never wrestled before. And you said you blew out your knee? No, that was that, that was, wasn't that a was few years later. Yeah. Oh, okay. Against AJ's kid. Yeah. When AJ was up there at the... At uh, Lures? At Lures, yeah. And that was back when we used to feed into the Snyder Regional. The oh, Snyder Regional. The good times. Oh, oh the good those times. Those were the, those were the good times. That was a hot gym. That was a hot it gym. It sure was. Those old wooden bleachers. Gym. Yeah. You had people coming from all but, over. But this, this Norwell kid, I don't know if anyone knows who the hell he is. Uh, Bill Kleinite used to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's three. That's three. He says you're going to have to take out the, the microphone. It's a, it's a podcast. Oh, Rex is going to come in. He's going to give a comment. And he's muted you. Now you're, now you're out. <laughs> Wait, did you ever have any memories from the old uh, four-team sectionals where you, you – No, my, you could, my, my older brother, uh, yeah, was in was – in, uh, Four-team sectional. He's, he's graduated high school in 2000. My older brother did. So I, I witnessed four-team sectionals. The, you know, the seating meetings used to have a lot more impact oh, yeah. back then when there was no wrestle back. And if you got seated on the same side well, you had as to get the top, one. You had to get top two, yeah, to get out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's always those stories of the guys that you remember that, that, you know, they were seated number one and all of a sudden they had a guy who uh, was the four seed and – yeah, everybody get the upset and people complain about. I mean, our state tournament series is so difficult right now, the way it is now. But like, I mean, I hear stories from like you know back back when seventies, eighties, you know, just back in the day, like they'd have like these huge regionals, and you'd have to you had to win the regional and stuff like back then to Correct. get out. I mean, you and know, back I mean, then, this is crazy. You go all the way back. Okay, back then when you're talking about the sectionals and the regionals, when they only took. One guy out of each of those, yeah, you know, obviously they didn't take the time to seed them because who cares? If you're only taking one guy, you don't really need a seeding yeah. meeting. I've heard my my youth coach um, used to tell me stories about, you know, we because you know people in Indiana complain about 
when they had the four-team sectional, two in sectional, three in the regional, four in the semi-state, no wrestlebacks. But he's like, well, back when I wrestled, man, 32 guys in your bracket at regional, you had to win it. And there was like, there was like no semi-state. Yeah. Like, I think, I think for, a, for a time back, back in the 70s and stuff, like it was like yeah, – There they was had only like, like four, four, six, re- four, four regionals, and they had four champions, and they had four guys at state, and yeah. you got first, second, third, or fourth. Yep. All that Crazy. Was held, all that was held at Southport High School back then. Yeah, yeah. They didn't move to a downtown indie location until I think eighty, nineteen eighty. Matter of fact, that the uh, Belmont coach uh, Farot was the first state champion ever. At correct Market at, Square. at Market Square. It was nineteen eighty. Eighty. Okay. Right? 19, no, no, eighty one. Eighty one. Eighty one. You're right. Yeah, he graduated in eighty two. So. Yeah, BJ. Right. Yeah, we were talking earlier in the week. Uh, Eric Myers and I were, and I'll give Nick Coons a, a shout out. We were talking about. Guys that you that you grow up that you're just a little bit younger at, and I was talking about my son turning 11 and wanting to go to wrestling and, and watch these guys, and he looks up to Ike and he looks up to Dobie, and I talked a little bit about man when when Nick was at his prime and I was 12, 13 years old, you know nobody on earth could beat him, and then I go down to state and I see a guy like Blake Maurer and you think that is the greatest wrestler of of all time. We talked about Marcus Shantube and some of those guys. Uh, who was that guy for you, Tony? When you were first growing up, maybe before you got to high school, but you still followed high school wrestling a little bit, who was the guy in your area or the guy at the state finals that you thought, he may be the best wrestler I've ever seen in my entire life? Oh, yeah. Um, when, growing up where, where I grew up was in Muncie, um, Delta was the start of their dynasty, and Muncie South always had you know teams that were competitive with them, but Dave Palmer was by far the, the guy that uh, – you know that I followed or, or watched and was in the all every time I watched him wrestle. He was he was a world champ, I believe it. Well, you know, in the off season stuff. So, who was that guy for you, Wade? Yeah, uh, I mean, for, I remember my first state finals as a kid. Um, you know, it was uh, Marcus Squares, uh, Stephen Bradley. You know, I was, I was a Beach Grove kid, so you know, watching him win his third state title. I mean, I'm, I thought he was. I don't know, he didn't he didn't lose his last three years of high school, so I thought he was. Committed, went to Oklahoma State. You know, he was just number one recruit in the country in his weight class. I just, yeah, I thought he was unbeatable. So, you know, I, I kind of take uh, Tony's. I'm not there. Not there. No, you're there. You're oh, okay. Um, I I follow after Tony because I refereed David Palmer's matches, and he was one of the most smooth wrestlers you ever seen in your lifetime. And he was like this baby face assassin. You know, if you want to, because he was so skilled, and we have the Palmer Cradle that we call the Palmer Cradle because that's what we saw do it. And he was just the most quiet uh, person off the mat, but he was so deadly on the mat. And we, you know, rest in peace. Yeah, you know, people, a lot of people, you know, he won three state titles. He won one at Muncie South and two, and two at Delta, and he was also a runner-up his freshman year at Muncie South. So he kind of split split time between the two schools, and and that's kind of why I was following him because he was. You know, he he started at you know where I was going to go to school and stuff. So yeah, I got it. I got tape from um, I was when I was coaching Ron Colley. Uh, Dwayne Luttgren was a 1985 state champion for Ron Colley, and so I got the, like the he gave me like the, the the film of those like finals matches, and I Palmer was in was in the state finals that year. Am I making that up? No, no. Um, Palmer, I think his um, 1982 was when he okay. graduated. Well, there was there was a guy from. 
I thought for Muncie Southside that was in that state finals. That was eighty five. Really... My brother was in the finals in eighty five. Okay. But Delta had a couple guys there. I know they had Craig Campbell in, in that state finals. Okay. I don't know if that was the only one in the finals or not. Okay. Yeah, I'll to, I, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool though watching the and they they uh the, they started on the on the ends of the ten foot circles back then. Oh yeah. <laughs> like yeah. You, like they instead of putting your toe on the line, yeah, yeah, you started you started ten feet from you know like yeah, ten you, feet from each other, and they would just charge at yeah, each other when the whistle blew. The like, back the back foot, your back foot was on the line. Like, yeah, like the uh, XFL kickoff. <laughs> yeah. Remember when they did that when it first started? Yeah, and then they they had uh, like three refs, like three refs on the mat in those state finals. There was somebody refing, there was an assistant ref, and there was somebody watching. Because I think back then the overtime rule. Was what, referee's yeah, decision. The referee's decision, right? And he was the third deciding factor. Of that. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was real interesting watching these. It was in the Southport Fieldhouse, I think, or something. Yeah. Well, all the uh, state finals before '81 was, except in '85. That was it. That was Newcastle. the snow one, right? That was a Newcastle, right? All right. Yeah, so that, I think that was the one I was watching. Uh, I had no idea they ever did that. You know, back foot on the line, yeah, ten yeah. foot circle star. It was, yeah. it's, 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 it was interesting. Way different style of. Of wrestling. <laughs> Dane, Dane just looks confused right it, now. No, 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 no. I've heard most of that, but I've never heard of the, the 10-foot circle. Oh, yeah. And some of the old, point. If you look at some of the older, older mats, um, and, you know, maybe even in, in the movie Vision Quest or whatever, you'll see the red and the, and the green um, line on the 10-foot circle, the little patch, that, and now, the back foot had to go on it. One thing that yeah. you do see in Vision Quest that I don't think you see anymore, and that is the coach in full singlet, with the tucked-in polo. Now, is that a look that you no, ever pull every off, day, Tony? Every day, every day okay. I pull that off. That's one of my favorite favorite moments from that, from that movie is when they, first, they go to the very first practice and that coach walks in and he's got the, he's got the singlet. But not the, not the singlet of today, the old singlet that's just the a reversible, strap. The reversible, yeah. Yeah, that comes all the way down. With a whistle and, and, and a clipboard. That's right. But I tell you what, I can't remember what school it is, but they run a mean double chicken wing. He shows them how to, how to, how to counter yeah, that. Yeah, this is what they're going to do to us. That's what he says. That's what he says. This is what they're going to do to us, guys. Oh, I, I love that movie so much. It's really probably not appropriate to, for high school wrestlers to watch. It's not really a whole lot about wrestling. It's more about, you know, you know what. But, yeah, but it's, yeah. it's beside the point, I guess. When yeah, he beats shoot, that's, that's what matters. Yeah. Well, I think the best part is when Shoots walking up the the bleachers with the log on it over his shoulders, and he asks him, "You think you're going to make the weight?" And Loudon says, "I think so." He says, <laughs> that's what that's he what says, he, is, he says. I do too. I do too. Yeah, that's the good stuff. Those those challenge. I like the part where he comes into the bathroom and uh, Loudon's cleaning his nose up. He said, "You're a bleeder." Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't make they don't make movies quite like that anymore. I don't know if you could make a high school wrestling movie anymore and, and, and capture it quite like, quite like that one does. I think Rex just likes it for the Madonna songs, but that's beside the point. <laughs> He's over there working things out with, with Mr. Hammond. We do have our favorite Gaskell in the house tonight. I don't know if he's willing to come on over here. No, you're not the favorite guy. Favorite Gaskell. We're putting it on record. The favorite Gaskell of the High School Wrestling Weekly program is here. We don't know if the other Gaskells are listening. They will be. Well, we'll test them here. We know that Nathan Wynn uh, listens, and we know that Caleb Sprunger listens, but we don't know if the Gaskells actually listen, so we'll find out if they do. But uh, uh, looking forward to a great week of wrestling. 
the regionals are always exciting. Of course, the most exciting part of the entire season for me is once regionals are over, waiting to see that semi-state draw. Yeah. There's so much discussion about it. There's so much that hinges on it. There's dreams that are made. There's, there's hopes that are crushed. You know after you've won what place you finished. You've got a one in three chance of drawing this guy and drawing that guy. And there are guys who are second or third place finishers who know, oh, crap. Now I'm, now I'm looking at, at crashing out of that tournament with no, with no wrestle backs. But, you know, some part of me enjoys it. And then you've got to look for the upsets. I mean, there's upsets in those regionals. You've got to go yeah. check out what happened, you know. So yeah. sometimes you're thinking you're maybe getting someone that's not there. The yeah. old days of getting the code at the end of the regional tournament, though, those are gone. <laughs> yeah. And no more bingo sheets, man. They, they, don't, don't, they don't hand those out anymore. They don't hand those out, just like they don't let you release the brackets until Wednesday for the IHSAA now on track wrestling. Yeah, I won't. Uh, I'm, that's one thing I won't miss this year, being a high school coach, having to wait around after the regional on Saturday and look at that, wait for those draws. That's nerve-wracking yeah, as a coach because you don't have any control over them. But you just, just try to do the best you can, man. Try to win the matches in front of you and – and that's the guys that can stay focused this time of year and, and, and do that are, are the ones that have success. So, well, it yeah, certainly does add to the be fun. It certainly does add to the excitement over oh, yeah. the next two weeks. Oh yeah, I know a lot of the discussion that comes out of uh, talking about the state finals this year from a, a fan perspective is it sounds like we're not going to have any mad rushes. We're not going to have to to count on Brandon Gaskell to save us some seats to the left of us because they're all going to be taken like they were last year, but. As far as we know right now, there's not going to be any limitations to the number of tickets sold, but everybody's going to have to get online and buy a block of tickets. I guess the big question will be, can our favorite Gaskell go online and buy a block of 36 tickets? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. About. And, then, and then receive money from his friends who are going to sit in yeah. that block and cheer for Adam Central. Yeah, the only thing that's bad about the reserve seating is that right there. You can't get all your... All the Callan fans can't probably can't all get together and, and, and make noise, you know, when the Callan guys on the mat. So I hope I hope I hope you're right. I hope that because that's what makes state finals cool. You know, you have the the modern day block, and then you know that you you have all these these programs that are you know the uh, Cathedral fans Brandon, are here, the Ron Colley fans. Brandon the, can attest the Belmont fans with the AC fans next to them, or whatever your yeah. perspective is. They've been sitting in section five six since John Sheets won in two thousand. Yeah. Somebody, Bruce Teamy, maybe, I don't know who it was, was the first guy through that gate in 2000, and he went and found a seat and said, this is where Belmont's going to sit, and they've been sitting there ever since. Yep. So I hope, hope. And nothing's changed. It's been, and we've been putting coats down for, for well, years and years and years. Hopefully that stuff can stay the same. Yeah, that's my hope. There is, there is something about waiting in that lobby that, uh, that I do miss now that I have media credentials and don't get to do it, but uh, the food's a lot better than... That, you gotta that, you gotta that, stand out in the line like the coaches and the no, coach. you don't. And have then to do I that. get the, then I get the coaches. Hey Dane, why don't you go put my coat over there? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I see how it is now. Yeah. Now that I got that media credential. Now you want me to help you? Right. <laughs> That's well, how it goes. They're doing the split session on Friday, so they are doing the split session on yeah. Friday. And one of the things uh, we talk a lot about one fifty two here in Adams Central, they are going to begin action at eleven a.m. with the one hundred fifty two pounders. So yeah. you know. For Adams County fans, we're hoping that that's Garrett Manley and A.J. Dahl and uh, Alex Curry wrestling yep. at the exact same time to kick off the action at 11 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, – I know our conference meet is the same week as semi-state this year, so we'll, we'll miss semi-state, but we'll get we'll be down there for state to watch and uh, recruit some kids. And I hope 
Um, I hope they after this year they can get back to doing the Friday night like. I don't I mean, know, guess, man. I, I think I, I, don't know, I, hope. I don't know what. I, really, I mean, I guess I is it to, to separate people? I don't, I, mean, I don't know what the reason is. If it's to, to sell another, more tickets. Sell more tickets yeah, another session. Is. Because, man, just, fr- Friday it, night is so cool. You, yeah, Friday night is cool. And, 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 well, and it's difficult. It's difficult for people from the, the edges of the state. They got to take you the know, whole day off work. For me, you know? I have to take the whole day off work. I have to, you know, to get down there in a time. You, you really, if you're from more than an hour away, you've got to leave on Thursday night. You've got to get another... Hotel, hotel room on on Thursday night. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, we're going to – me and Pompey were talking. We're going to have to get up like at 7 in the morning and drive down Friday morning because to see that Friday morning round because it's, it's too, too – well, I hope it can – have you did, – did Commissioner Falcons explain why it's that way when you guys had him on or – No. He okay. Did, he did not. Yeah. I'm not sure. Because he said so. Yeah, that's usually yes. – I, uh, I am excited. I have spoken to the IHSAA, and we are going to be holding our – show high school wrestling weekly live from what's it called now rex gainbridge field house and we're going to be doing that in between the friday sessions so when the action is over after the 285s and in between the 106s we're going to be holding our show uh live from the balcony at gainbridge field house overlooking the crowd and uh we're excited about that a little bit different setting than Last year's hotel room show, but uh, yeah. we'll bring you all the. So action. We guys be like in a restaurant there or something. Is that like a, that restaurant? Yeah, it is. A, that? It is a restaurant that's not open, but then uh, we're able to look out. And then last year, we or two years ago when we did it, we had a live webcam. Them uh, then streamed through Indiana Matt of showing the crowd building. Now I don't know if they're going to allow a crowd to build. I would have to think that there are enough people who are so used to it that even though they got a ticket in hand. They're going to just go right back in the lobby and wait so that they're, they're ready to go. But uh, we're not that far away. That's, in, three seasons, in three weeks, the season is over. Three weeks from now, we're going to be sitting here and the season's over. Hard to believe. Yeah, for 224. Some of the season's going to be over Saturday. Yeah. Hopefully, they'll let people, let kids stand on the podium this year at State. I hope, hope a guy that happens. Oh, yeah. And don't worry. Rex has wanted to make sure that you know that we will have a recap show, a grand extravaganza. Maybe we'll get Doug Hammond back on for that grand extravaganza. Rex is saying no. Maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get our second favorite Gaskell and third favorite Gaskell to join you know favorite you, Gaskell. You know you got to get at the state finals. You've got to get Kevin Whitehead on with you. Well, we, we, had, we had Kevin Whitehead on two years ago. Yeah. He was one of our first guests when we did that show in the balcony. He's got to so, be full of stories. I mean, he's been doing the tournament for – 40 years probably. I don't know how, how long yeah, he's been doing, doing it. When I was there. He, is, he is a legend and part of the very fabric of the, the high school of, wrestling tournament. You, yeah. know, you know what they need to get on there? They need to have him. You guys may not even know. They, they need to have him read that wrestler's mom's poem. He hasn't done it in a long time. You guys probably don't even know what that is, right? I think I've heard it I once or I've, twice. I think I've heard what you're talking about. Yeah, I've not heard him do when it, did, though. When, when did he read it? He read it before the state finals. You used to... Uh, uh, maybe before the finals match. I mean, it's a minute read or something. It's pretty cool. I mean, oh, I'll have to put a bug in his ear and uh, see yeah. what the uh, you get him on the show on Friday down there. Be like, hey, get that hey, poem out. We'll just hand him a copy and say, hey, once you put that mic in front of you, they can't tell you to stop, right? Yeah. Unless you pull his mic. <laughs> With that, we're going to call it an end to the podcast. It's been a wild weekend for uh, us. We thank everybody for tuning in. We look forward to. Uh, calling the regional on Saturday. There's a lot of good wrestling. Uh, 
two dozen Adams County wrestlers who are hopefully going to punch their ticket to the Coliseum. Wrestling at the Coliseum is a unique uh, experience and privilege for local wrestlers. That's a different, a different uh, level that you reach in your high school wrestling career to make it onto the ice there. And uh, we, we certainly look forward to that long day. But first, we've got to get through the Jay County Regional on Saturday. And uh, we look forward to all of you tuning in for that. We thank our, our guests, Wade McClurg, uh, Mr. Hammond, Mr. Uh, coach of the Cowan Blackhawks, Tony Abbott. And uh, we hope you all tune in next Saturday, or next Sunday, I'm sorry, for the next edition of the High School Wrestling Weekly Show.